You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Thanks for coming back and hanging with me on the airwaves. I'm really looking forward to this show. This is with a really good friend of mine. We're talking about how to arm yourself as a mother with tools at home, how to be your own home doctor for your kiddos. And it also definitely um, extends into how to treat yourself and also maybe your partner um, with the different things that are thrown at us. And so I am a new mom. For those who don't know, I have a four-month-old, Zion. He's actually swinging in a swing not far from me. I'm hoping he stays asleep during this intro. And you know, one of the things that made me actually become a doctor was because I wanted to learn as much as I could to be able to arm myself with um, being able to treat my family in the future. I you know, grew up going to conventional doctors and just never felt like things were really explained to me. I, I know that you know, my parents, they meant well and they did the very best they could, but they really didn't get a lot of tools on how to kind of be doctors at home for, for the kids. So um, that's one of the reasons I went to school and I wanted to learn all of this. And, but the reality is, is not everyone has that as a possibility to go to school and to become a doctor. And so I love that my friend, Ilana, Dr. Ramel, she has um, put together this really great home course that moms can do to learn how to be a doctor mom. And that's what this show is all about. Just different, uh, you know, shortcuts and, and tricks we can share with you. And she's also extending, um, a special deal to any of my listeners who want to um, partake in her programs, her Med School for Moms course, you can get that program for um, 15% off if you use the code Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O. So it's medschoolformoms.com, and then you can use Dr. Lowe as a special. Also, Ilana was one of my roommates back in the day. So we go way back. We are great friends. She's actually about to have her second child right now. So very excited for her. I think she's doing like two weeks. I want to say it's right around the corner, but we actually recorded this show prior to me having Zion. So if it sounds like the kind of the timing is a little off, it's because it's, it's from a few months ago, but I am releasing this for you now. And, um, also, you know, right around the corner is, is Halloween. This is a time where kids a lot of times get sick because of the higher sugar consumption. So that might be something you want to be able to have is this toolbox at home for being able to uh, treat your kiddos. So before I jump into the meat of the show, want to give some love to our show sponsor. And yes, that's Zion starting to grunt in the background. So I will make this quick. So one of our first show sponsors is is uh, Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a mushroom superfood company you're probably familiar with. They make um, mushroom coffee that's really, really good. And one of their products that I've been using a lot for the past few months is their superfood serum. They have skincare as well as mushroom products that you can eat. But what I love about the skincare is they put medicinal mushrooms in the formulas. And certain mushrooms have 
very significantly high levels of antioxidants. Remember, free radicals are one of the main reasons why we age. So that's why different skincare products have antioxidants to help combat those free radicals so that you, you know, keep the skin nice and healthy and young looking. And that's what these different formulas do. So I've been using the superfood serum. I love it. It's especially good if you tend to have dry skin, if you live in an area where it's more dry climate, it's a great option. I'm going to be actually flying to Colorado um, this weekend to introduce Zion to the family out there and my grandma. And I'm definitely going to bring that with me because it's so dry out there. You can use it in the morning. You can use it at night. It's great under makeup. It's great to do before bed. Um, It just really works its magic while you're sleeping. So I'm a huge fan. I love it so, so much. I've noticed my skin is softer. It's helping with redness. And um, especially after having a baby, sometimes your skin can kind of not look as good as it does when you're pregnant. So it's been helping with those changes as well. If you want to try it or any other of the Four Sigmatic products, you head over to foursigmatic.com slash Dr. Lowe. So that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash D-R-L-O. And at checkout, enter Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O, and you'll get 15% off that serum or any other products on their website. Organifi has just launched a brand new gold chocolate drink. It tastes like complete heaven. If you like hot chocolate, you will love this. I'm telling you guys, it's so good. I don't know how they got something healthy to taste this good. I'm definitely bringing some with me when I see the family this weekend. I'm always trying to push health on everybody. You know how it goes. Anyway, so if you want to try this gold chocolate drink, it's called gold chocolate because it has turmeric in it. So turmeric has a very gold color. It's very anti-inflammatory. It's great for preventing cancer. It's an incredible antioxidant, anti-ager. And so, yeah, they throw this in there. You can't taste it at all. It just tastes like yummy hot chocolate. Um, they were, I went to an event over the weekend and they were doing samples of it and I was just, I was in heaven. So if you'd like to try this gold chocolate drink, it's great for the holidays. Great. You know, as, as uh, the weather's getting a little bit colder, it's nice before bed to do, um, or if any other products that they have, like their green drink or probiotics, go to their website. There's so many different products you could get. And my listeners have a sweet hookup. So if you want to try them out, you want to go over to Organifi.com slash Dr. Lowe. So O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O. And same thing, actually I have a new code, enter Dr. Low 20 so D-R-L-O-20 at checkout, and you'll get 20% off that and anything else. And that's a, um, a code that you can use ongoing. So enjoy. Let's jump into the show and talk all about how to be a doctor mom. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the show. I am grinning from ear to ear right now. I have one of my very best friends on the show tonight, and she is, um, what's funny, we actually have this really sweet little story of how we became friends, so I'll share that with you guys, Um, but I want to just give you a little bit of some background about my guest, so Dr. Ilana Rumel. She is an expert in pediatric integrative medicine. And I'm excited because I haven't really done this topic on the show before. And me being in my third trimester of pregnancy, this is a very relevant topic for me right now. And you know, I've been pivoting a lot into more of the fertility space. And I'm sure as my little one enters the world, I'll probably be talking a lot more about pediatrics. So 
It's really, really exciting. So Dr. Rumel is the founder of Med School for Moms, which is an online program where she teaches moms how to be a doctor mom. And last year alone, get this, 47 million antibiotics were unnecessarily prescribed to kids, mostly to comfort worried mothers. So her mission is to empower moms to feel calm and competent and confident when their child gets sick so that they can safely be a doctor mom. She's also the founder of Nourish Medical Center, which is a clinic in San Diego, where she sees kids and mamas one-to-one, as well as she co-hosts the popular Whole30 partnered Whole Mamas podcast, which I've also been a guest on, so I'll put that link in the show notes, where you can find her weekly episodes geared to empowering mamas and mamas-to-be. To learn more, definitely follow her over at Instagram. She has an awesome Instagram account where just such good information. It's very engaging and you can take a lot of good little tidbits away from her different videos and posts. We follow her at Dr. Ilana Rommel. So it's D-R-E-L-A-N-A-R-O-U-M-E-L-L where she shares her journey as a mom, as a doctor, and from her kitchen to her medical office. Ilana, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is so much fun. I think, Lauren, we've been talking about recording a podcast together for years. I know. We've known each other for so long, and we're both just so busy. We're up to so much. We both have the medical centers that keep us busy, but I'm so happy. I feel like this is like the time to do it. You're pregnant, and I'm actually now pregnant with my second baby. Woo-hoo! I'm so excited, and I have to tell you, I'm just, I'm incredibly passionate about helping kids and moms, and I just got so clear about that as I became a mom myself Aww. a few years ago, and it's just, it's been such a calling to me. I'm just so happy to share as much as I can with your audience. I love sharing with our audience over at Whole Mamas Podcast, so it's kind of fun to be on the other side instead of being the interview. We're, I'm now being the guest. So this is going to be fun for me. I know. And I've been trying to talk you into it for so long and you're like, okay, I'm going to wait till the time is right. And I have yep. everything all kind of figured out. And yeah, the timing couldn't be more perfect. And we have a really cute story. I just have to share of us becoming friends. And Please. It's a great so, story. So you actually, back in the day, were a fan of the podcast, right? Yes. We're no, killing. you're you're the one who got me into podcasts, Lauren. <laughs> and I have to just say and acknowledge you. I'm so glad you started these up again. The world needs people like you in their lives. And I know your fans and your listeners are just so happy that you started them again. So I'm so, I'm personally happy that you did and I'm happy to be a guest again. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. And then you reached out and you're like, Hey, I, we, I think we chatted at one point. I think I was at the airport or something. Yeah. We ended up talking on the Colorado. phone. Yeah. 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 We started talking and you were, you know, we were just kind of talking about, I think, personal growth. And I shared the different programs that I was doing. And then that's, and you jumped into it. And that's how you eventually met your husband. And then fast forward, we ended up becoming roommates because you came to the clinic, right? You came to my my old practice where I was. Yes, you- but I need to stop you because you're, you're skipping some, like one of the best stories ever. So when I called you to be like, Hey, can I just come out to San Diego? I just want to shadow you. Like, I just want to see what it's like to practice medicine in San Diego. I came to shadow you for a half of a day. So you <laughs> for all of maybe four to five hours. And after you asked me, so do you want to be roommates? <laughs> And I'm like, Lauren, you don't even know me. And you're like, yeah, but you seem pretty cool. And I think we're going to get along. And I'm like, uh, well, if I move here, yeah, let's be roommates. And a few hours later, I was thinking to myself, like, she can't be, she can't be serious. And you sent me a picture of Dinah, your dog. And you're like, do you like dogs? Because if we live together, you would need to like dogs. I'm like, oh my God, this person is serious. <laughs> that is so my way. 
And the best part about it is you introduced me to Stephanie Granke, who's my co-host on Whole Mamas podcast. <laughs> and the three of us, man, we are just like such super women, right? Doing oh. such great things. So thank you for that. You've been a great friend to oh, me. Oh, that's so funny. Here in San Diego. It's just, and- it just makes me laugh because that's so how I do stuff is just like <laughs> jump in and figure it out later and ready, fire, yeah. aim, you know? But and if I don't do it, apartment, like, I never do it. Like, like- you just go find an apartment. I'm sure it'll be fine. And I was like, do you want to see it, Lauren? You're like, no, 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 it's fine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who is this baby? Oh my God. It's so funny. I'm, I get overly heated in my, in my third trimester. And now I'm like, especially hot just because this is so funny to me. Um, I'm sorry, I'll try to cool you down, yeah, but you're amazing. You're, you're one of the most unique women I've ever met, which is why I think I'm so attracted to you. you I mean, it's, been truly fun journeying with you and um, seeing us grow together. And I'm so excited for our kids to play. I know. I'm, I'm excited too. Well, let's, I could, I could talk all day just about yeah. fun stuff, but let's, let's talk about this topic. You are very passionate about working with mamas and helping them, just empowering them to know what to do when it comes to taking care of their kids. Because I mean, let's face it, the way that it's treated nowadays in medicine, you go to your doctor and your doctor tells you what to do. And and oftentimes moms end up feeling kind of belittled. They, they don't have enough time with their doctor a lot of times. And it's just, it's just not the way that, um, that moms need to be treated. And it, it ends up, I think, really getting in the way of their kids getting the right kind of care, you know? So I love you put it together, the, um, your nourish medicine kits. I know that those have been things that you have been able to offer for, and I, I don't know if you're still offering them, but at some point, I think you eventually will again. No, but, I, I am. I, yeah. I am. I'm just doing it seasonally. I needed a little bit of a break. Totally. So, and, and, but you give moms different protocols to, to look at. And it's like, if your child has, has this symptom, you know, look, look at this. And it's just, it's so cool. And I'm so excited to be able to use that once my little guy enters the world. So, um, well, I'm so how, glad. Yeah. I love sharing. I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, I'm, I'm so passionate about empowering moms so that they can be their own best doctors for their kids. I just, I all too often find when moms come into my office, they're anxious, they're overwhelmed, they're scared, and they ultimately feel some of them, not everyone, but sometimes bullied by their pediatricians, kind of telling them what to do or maybe judging some of their opinions. Now, keep in mind that the you know moms who are attracted to come and see me oftentimes are seeking out an alternative method. So this isn't for every mom out there. I just so encourage moms to love their doctors. There are yeah. thousands of us out there, right? I mean, you should just so love and feel really well supported and trust your pediatrician because ultimately that's who's going to support you with making really good decisions for your children. So I did, I came together, I, you know, I put together a guidebook and a medicine kit to really help teach moms how to use natural medicines for very common ailments that your kids are going to experience. And it was really a selfish project. When I had my first um, child, her name's Aviva, actually um, very much inspired by the medical doctor, Aviva Ram, who, if you don't know her, her, she's just, yeah, you know her. She's just fantastic. She's a past midwife who then turned into a Yale medical grad um, doctor who was really passionate about helping moms and kids. And I, I was just always very inspired by her during my medical school training. But anyway, fast forward, when I had Aviva, I knew I wanted to have natural therapies around. I wanted to be well-equipped and ready for when she's sick. I knew 
I had everything ready and organized. And so I kept on looking at this little kit I put together, which I was really proud of. It was really cute and organized. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, every family needs this kit yeah. in their home. And so I put together a guidebook that essentially took my algorithms and my like brain process and put it all in this guidebook that's now either an ebook or you can it comes with the medicine kit as a hard copy, but it's like, you can't go wrong. You know, the dosing, you know how to use these different medicines. You know, there are over 30,000 plant medicines that we have studied that are medicinal. I mean, it is an enormous, right? Amount of plants. It's just incredible. And so it gets overwhelming to moms, right? Like you go to Sprouts or Whole Foods and like you're sitting in the supplement aisle and your kid is sick. And number one, you're already too late because natural medicines work upon immediate immediate symptoms. You want to you want to give it to them right when you start seeing their runny nose or when you start hearing them cough. So you don't want to be frantically running to the store. You want to be prepared. And I also teach you how to use these medicines safely because not all herbal medicines are safe for all of our kiddos. And so right. I like to teach moms, you know, which ones are safe and what are the dosing strategies. So man, it feels so good to be able to help our kids when they're feeling sick. So yeah. that's what I'm committed to. You know, I teach my parents how to keep their kids not only healthy, but also when they're sick, because it's inevitable, they'll get sick, what they can do and what their tools are. So that's really where I started. Um, but no, it is a true passion of mine. And just one other thing before, if you don't mind me mentioning is I felt like when I became a mother, I just, I felt so privileged that I went to medical school. Yeah. I felt a lot more calm. Like it, when Aviva gets sick, I, I know what to do. Like I know what to expect. I know when to send her to her pediatrician. Cause I still have a pediatrician for, for her. I'm not her primary care, but I, I know all of this. And I just realized, man, like I wish all moms had this knowledge, which was really my main motivation to creating med school for moms, which believe me, I try talking myself out of, it's not like I have all the spare time in the world <laughs> to build this program, but it was, I just saw patient after patient just feeling so worried. And, and I felt there are times to worry and there are also times not to worry. And I want to really teach my patients and really moms all around the world when it is time to worry so that our, our kids are sent to the doctor at the right time. And also when they could be well supported from home by a mom safely. And man, it just feels so good to right. be a mom for their kid. And the thing is, is there are so many options that are available to use for your kids that you would never learn about or know about from going to a conventional practitioner. That's the thing is like, you know, M MDs and DOs are, are amazing for, for what they're trained in, but they're not trained in, in plant medicine. They're not trained thoroughly in nutrition at all. So if you want that kind of approach, you can't get mad at your doctor for not giving you options like that. It's not in their training. It's like, you know, I would say it's like going to a mechanic and getting mad that they don't speak Chinese. Like that's not their training. So if you really want a holistic approach, you do need to, you know, work with a naturopathic doctor or a functional medicine doctor. And I really think like you're saying, like just get empowered and know this stuff at home. I actually went to naturopathic medical school because I wanted to know this stuff for when I was a mom. Mm, so, oh, I love that. That was actually a big motivation for me as well. Yeah. I want, yeah. I just had this vision of being this, this kind of mom and yeah, well, you are now a Lord, yeah. you're going to, you're going to be that. <laughs> so yes, I think that was very well said. It's true. Our conventional doctors are excellent at what they do as far as diagnostician and in worst case scenarios and yes. in scenarios, they, 
they are the first people I will go to when I see those signs and symptoms. And I'm so grateful for their expertise. But no, they they are not trained in even teaching moms what to look for in a probiotic or teach moms why fish oil is, is a nice preventative for kids or even why it's healthy for their brain or they're not well-versed in that, but we are, right? Yeah. And I think so many of these very basic type of nutrients can overwhelm moms. I mean, I get it. You have so many selections. And, you know, look, you know, Lauren and I, we're experts in this field. We're constantly keeping up to date with products. It's, it's, a, it's a full-time job. There's new things coming out all the time. We're constantly looking for the most, you know, effective, the for me, the best tasting for kids, because that's going to be an obstacle for some and the most affordable. But these are things that we love to do, right, with with our parents. And really, the moms who are most attracted to us are the ones who are hungry for this. And so, yeah, we love giving this support because we're on the prevention side, not only just the treatment side, and really understanding the underlying cause of these diseases. Why do kids have recurrent strep throat? Or why is your child having recurrent ear infections? Like, we have answers to that. Yeah. So you, um, let's, let's jump into your personal life a little bit with Aviva and what would be some things that, you know, you maybe implement with her throughout the day or just different practices that you've done with her, um, that you feel like, you know, are things that other moms can really learn from. I mean, you share a lot of this on your Instagram stories, but I'm just curious, like maybe two or three things that you feel like really make a difference. Great. Well, thanks for asking. I love this question. So the first thing that came to mind was I was really committed to breastfeeding. And I know that some moms have limitations around that. I've worked with so many moms who have tried everything they could. So mom, if you're listening out there and you are struggling with it, like I get it and keep on doing your best. And if you weren't able to, that's okay too. Um, And if you have to, maybe there's donor milk available. Maybe you have a friend who can, you know, donate some milk. And if not, there are some really great formula options these days, which is really nice to know. But I will say if breastfeeding is an option, I I would say that is one of the things that I felt like I was able to do just to even build her system up to begin with. Yeah, Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to 22 months and I probably would have gone longer, but I simply wasn't getting my period and I really wanted to have another baby. So Mm -hmm. I I chose to wean and we were ready at that point. It finally felt ready. And so then I got my period and now we're pregnant again. So that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, A second thing I would say is I'm, I'm just so, I'm so aware of her diet. Um, yeah. The way I teach in med school for moms, I teach integrative medicine and I teach what's called a can triangle is what I made up. The top, top of the triangle I call conventional convenience. The middle of the triangle are alternative aids and the bottom, which is the foundation of the trial are necessary nutrition. And I have this huge, you know, presentation and course on, um, being a medicine mom and what and what that means. But the reason why I bring this up is that we have a lot of tools and their tools are great. But man, if we can really focus on food as medicine, most of the time you don't even need to spend money on supplements. You don't even need to spend, you know, time trying to figure out all of these other alternative aids. And we definitely could, you know, avoid using some of those conventional convenient drugs. And so I really do my best to feed her as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. And with all that said, I'm totally okay if one day she's not eating perfectly because 
that's just a kid and that's what happens. I, you know, I really don't put a lot of pressure on her. I just know as a mom, I'm in charge of our household's food. I go grocery shopping and I cook and you'll see that a lot on my Instagram. I'm really into meal prepping. And I just know that the food she's going to get at the house is really good, wholesome, nutrient dense food, which means that if she's out at a birthday party or she's at my mother-in-law's or whatever, and she gets a treat here and there, or she's getting this or that, whatever. I don't have to make a big deal because I know the majority of her diet is really good nutrient dense foods. And I, I just believe in that so, so much. I love that you said that too. It's like, you're not giving her a complex, right? By just making it like, you can't have this, you can't have that. Now I will say, oftentimes kids do have certain allergies and that's a totally different situation, mm -hmm. right? But if the staple of her diet is going to be nutrient dense, like really good, real foods, then it's all good. That's, that's the majority of what she's having. Absolutely. And, and she gets that. So she gets the treats here and there. And, you know, I still try my best to limit it and communicate to, you know, family members. But at the end of the day, I actually am happy she's getting exposed because we eat so clean here. It's like she, she's, a, she's a kid. So yeah. it's going to happen. And I need to get over it, really. Right. <laughs> um, but so I'll tell you my staples? third one. Well, well, before you do that, what are some staples that are in her diet that you think? Oh, sure. Yeah. So you'd be shocked, but she loves sauerkraut. And cool. she, she, she just loves the taste. And I think as parents, sometimes we often just assume they're not going to, but I don't, I, I try to train parents to say, just if you don't like it, don't assume they may not. Actually, infants like the sour taste. It's something that they develop as they're developing their taste buds. And you'd be surprised. She loves sauerkraut. She'll drink even kombuchas or kavitas. So she really takes to fermented foods, which actually helps me save money. And I don't give her a probiotic daily. I let her eat her fermented foods and her probiotic rich foods. And so that's really nice. And she really loves that. Um, another thing that I did when she was really young is I just exposed her to fish roe just simply because mm -hmm. I was eating it and, and sardines. Mm -hmm. And again, like you may make a face like, really? She ate that? And she was like eating it up. And fish roe is expensive. It's caviar. Right. I was like, oh my God, you need to slow down because <laughs> it's expensive. So no, she gravitated to these. And I think mostly because I was eating it and she was curious. And I also ate it during my pregnancy. So that could be another reason why she took to it. But remember, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant with my second. This, this second one, he may not like that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, so every child is different. And I really have a lot of respect for parents who do have very picky eaters. And so that's a whole nother, you know, episode altogether. I think um, Aviva, because she was exposed so young, tend to have a, a larger palate. She's just not a very picky eater. And she's now at this, I think she's almost two and a half. Oh yeah. She's like 26 months. So 27 months. Um, and this is kind of the time you start seeing the pickiness come out. So we'll see, we're just going to take it day by day. And I'm also not attached to whatever kind of eater she is. I don't want to label her. I don't want to assume anything. I take one day at a time. If she eats all of her food on her plate, awesome. If she doesn't eat all of her food, awesome too. I'm yeah. just not attached, but I'm really of the belief that I get to control where she's eating. So like in the house, like she's in her high chair or where that's happening and what I'm putting her, what food I'm putting on her food. Mm -hmm. And she gets to decide how much she eats and how fast she's like eating it. That is totally up to her. And I don't have any attachment to that. How about veggies? Any, any tips for getting veggies in for her diet or for mom's? You know, um, I'm of the belief that veggies can be cooked in like 30 different ways and your kid will like something 
and you just have to figure out what that is. So I kind of teach parents how, you know, don't give up. Take a carrot, for example. I want you to serve it boiled. Then I want you to serve it roasted. Then I want you to serve it shredded. Then I want you to serve it raw. Then I want you to serve it raw with a dip. Then I want, you know, like there are just so many different ways a carrot can be presented to a child. And statistics are as high as you could present a, a kid 30 times the same food and they may not take it until that 30th time. And 30 times is exhausting. Like wow. <laughs> it needs to be that many. Now for, for some, you know, kids with sensory processing disorder, they may need that 30 times because textures are an issue. And, um, but for, for, I would say, kids that do not have sensory processing issues, it could take up to 12 to 15. Wow. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, it's good, I think, for moms so that they're prepared. Like they don't make their child wrong. They don't, they don't make meaning from it. And that's yeah. why I just leave it on the plate. Very often, Aviva will actually go to the protein first or even like the carbs. Like if I we're gluten-free in my house. So if I make like a rice pasta or rice or quinoa, she usually goes to that and the protein. Those are like her first go-tos. And then she'll usually go to the vegetables last. And it's so interesting to me that it could be almost at the end of our meal and I'm about to clean up and she hasn't touched the vegetables. And like at minute 20 or 25, <laughs> she starts getting curious and eats them. And so that's why I just let her sit there and let her hang out and she can explore again. I get to choose what I'm putting on her plate and where she's sitting, but she's going to be the one to choose how she's going to eat it with her hands, with her fork, with her fingers, whatever, with her, you know, she can plant her face in it. I don't care how she wants to do it. Yeah. And then she also is going to choose how much she's going to eat, you know, so she's going to decide she gets full control over that. What about first foods? Any tips on that? Cause it's so common to see, you know, moms giving their, their babies like at six months, you know, like different crackers or stuff like that. And so, but I, oh, yes. I think there's better options. There are definitely better options and I've, I've like a whole consult just on this. So I'll try to um, summarize, but our kids, around four to six months, months, their nutrient levels for iron and zinc are the highest. And the biggest reason for that is that our breast milk are, are not high in these nutrients. Or they're not high enough for the demands of why they need it in that stage of life. So when you're introducing solid foods, a lot of the time in that very early stage, it's mostly for not necessarily a lot of nutrition because they're really only getting like a tablespoon at a time. It's really a lot of it is for, you know, um, learning their pincer grab or manipulating food in their mouth. And, you know, so it's a lot more for their dexterity and such. However, why not try to get some nutrition in, in those little, little servings? And so yeah you're really focusing on trying to get nutrition in a tablespoon of food, we have to focus on the most nutrient dense food. Otherwise you're pretty much having your child get full off of nothing. Right? So yeah. what we focus on a lot are the iron and the zinc rich foods, which happen to be a lot of animal products. They happen to be something like liver, which is definitely not something that you would think would be a fun food, but liver worst tends to be something that kids actually really like. Also, the tie in iron and zinc are beef or lamb or chicken. Um, and this could be pureed, or if you're um, open to baby led weaning, which is essentially a whole philosophy around having your kids also just have their choice and have control over their food, but they pick up like a piece of food and they're either gnawing on it or they're sucking out the juice. 
for the vegetarian options, you could do beans and lentils. And these are also rich in zinc and iron. They're not as well absorbed as the animal products, but they're definitely a good option if you wanted to go more of the vegetarian route. Gotcha. What do, what do you think about oysters? Is that not okay since it's seafood or, you, you know, know, like, um, I'm, yeah. I'm very into giving, um, the allergenic foods very early in, in life. The studies show the best outcomes for decreasing long-term allergies in in our children are actually exposing our kids to allergenic foods between four to six months. So that includes seafood and that includes dairy and eggs and gluten and soy and some of these foods that a lot of us may not even be eating regularly. So we, we have to kind of be mindful of what we're rotating in and, and really work with a provider, especially based on the family history. If there's a lot of allergies or anaphylaxis, you may want an EpiPen on hand. And, you know, I, I counsel patients on this often, but I do think oysters is an excellent food. It, it's very, I mean, it's one of our highest sources of iron and zinc. I tend to find that kids do better with that, maybe closer to the eight month or 10 month of age, but that doesn't mean that you can't give it to them earlier. You yeah. may just want to maybe like puree it or mash it. Cause that one is a little bit stringy, right? Or yeah. like oysters can be like a little bit weird texture for some, but it's amazing how I know my, my co-host Stephanie Granke, her boys like eat up oysters. They'll <laughs> open up a can. I'm not a personal fan. I know actually you love them, which I'm envious. Uh, obsessed. Yeah, I'm craving them right now. Like I'm going to eat it as soon as we're done. <laughs> That's amazing. So yes, I think for you, especially because your little one is like being exposed during utero, yeah. go ahead and use that as one of your first foods. We'll just have to get a little bit creative on how, you know, he can manipulate it or just suck on it or something like that. Yeah. That's so cool. What about supplements? Do you have Aviva on any supplements? Great. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to um, make a point. You asked an earlier questions on like, what are the three things that you would recommend? Right. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about with these supplements is to really practice exposing your kiddos young because of the taste. So Aviva doesn't get a lot of sugar in her diet. I mean, honey is probably the closest and man, she begs for it this morning. <laughs> because I was putting it away, but that was what was happening. And so a lot of the, the natural therapies for kids, the herbal medicines are in a glycerate formula. So glycerates are a sweet tasting liquid that the the plant medicines pretty much live in and get extracted. So it's great because it's liquid. You know, our kids are not going to swallow pills or anything, but it has a unique taste to it. And the other remedies I give a lot to kids are homeopathics. And those are very easy to take since they're just little pellets that dissolve in the mouth. But going back to herbal medicines, it's important that these kids start getting used to what it's like to take them at a young age so that when they are sick, it's not a fight. So if you check out my Instagram page, I probably have a video here and there. Anytime Aviva gets sick, I almost get excited. So I get to share on my Instagram how I give her medicines, right? I'm so funny. I'm so cute. But I mean, I'm actually really committed to helping moms see sick days as empowering days. Right, right. I actually feel so awesome helping Aviva when she's sick. And so I look at when she gets sick as like really exciting times to start like taking out my tools and using them with her and starting to really see the power of these medicines. And also as an opportunity to get to know which therapies really work well for her so that the next time she gets sick, I know exactly what to go to because we do have so many options. Mm-hmm. So as far as giving her supplements, so I like to give her these tinctures, these vegetable glycerin kind of herbal medicine compounds, and she loves them. She wants more. She knows when she's sick. She points to the medicines. She gets excited. She usually wants more than I should be giving her. So I have to tell her like, this is it. <laughs> and then, 
couple hours because you really do want to dose um, natural medicines frequently. That's a very different thing than our conventional medicines. With natural medicines, you're really wanting to dose it at immediate onset of symptoms and also frequently throughout the day so that you get the best outcomes. And I teach that a lot to my patients and on med school for moms. Um, so yeah, with her, I always have elderberry syrup around. I, I would say if a mom got anything from this whole podcast, if you do not already have elderberry syrup in your home, that is my number one remedy. I want every mom to have in their medicine kit. It's not only just an incredibly effective and strong antiviral, which seven out of 10 childhood illnesses are viruses. Um, they're not caused by bacteria. Antibiotics will only help bacterial infections. Antibiotics they don't touch viruses. And so it's so important that we have antiviral support, which conventional medicine just doesn't have support for. Their, their support is, you know, go home, rest, and hydrate. Wow. That's their support, which is good advice, but it's just, there's nothing else. Like there's so much more we could do to speed this process. This is crazy, by the way, because if you think about it, 70% of the time when a, yes. when a child has an illness, it's a virus. And just think of how often it's all these antibiotics. Just, oh. Yes. Well, this is why that statistic you read in the beginning is 47 yeah. million, right? Antibiotics were unnecessarily prescribed. And this was just last year alone. And right. that was a statistic from the Center of Disease Control. And this is, you know, these are our conventional um, counterparts just, you know, coming up with these statistics. So they know there's an issue. And yeah. the biggest issue with overprescribing antibiotics, in my mind, not only is it just harmful to the gut, which we know as naturopathic doctors is just the cornerstone and foundation of all health. But the biggest issue is antibiotic resistance. Right. So what that means for the listeners who may not know is when you really need an antibiotic for something that could be deadly, that is when antibiotics are amazing. So for example, before antibiotics even were discovered, 90% of cases of meningitis, those kids died because a lot of meningitis cases are bacterial in nature. So out of all those, 90% of kids with, with wow. meningitis just died. That's why our infant mortality rate was so high, you know, decades ago. But with the, with the discovery of um, antibiotics, we're saving 90% of kids' lives. This is incredibly effective. There is a time and a place for antibiotics, but if you're over-prescribing antibiotics and your kids are on antibiotics maybe three to 12 times a year, which I have heard this happen, this is not unusual, yep. start becoming resistant to it, which means that the body doesn't really, like the bacteria is like, nope, I got it. Like, so you're not touching me. And so then when it really needs it at its most important time, it may not be effective. And this yeah. is something that you don't want to happen. So we want to limit as much exposure as possible. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the power of plants is incredible in that bacteria cannot become resistant to plants. I, I did an episode many years ago with Stephen Harold Buner. He's written a bunch of um, books on plant medicine, and it was about herbal antibiotics for drug-resistant bacteria. So they're actually more effective for these resistant bacteria that you're talking about. So I'll, I'll put that in the show notes too, but I actually remember listening to that episode. Wasn't it so good? It was so good. I was like trying to take notes, but I think I was on a walk and <laughs> right. if someone were to look at me, they're like, why does she keep on stopping? Right? <laughs> it, was, yep. it was a great episode. So please do put that. And yes, there are so many powerful, not only antiviral herbs, which is so fun because then we can really help our kids when really antibiotics won't touch it, but there are also anti 
bacterial herbs. And so we can, you know, do a combination and we could do that ahead of time to sometimes prevent the use of antibiotics. But again, when antibiotics are necessary, I do teach my parent, my, my patients and parents who take med school for moms when it is important, because there are some illnesses that you just, you don't even want to mess with it. You know, you, you want the big guns and, and, right. and there are certain times and place, but you know, I'll just give you an example. Aviva being now 27 months at the time that we're recording, she's never even been on an antibiotic in her life. And I, I've seen even patients in my practice, five-year-olds, seven-year-olds have never been on an antibiotic. It's, it's not like it's like inevitable that they have to be on it, right? It's, yeah. There are kids that can go their entire life without being on an antibiotic. And then there are kids that are on antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic. And that is where you want to stop that cycle. And that's really where you want to go and see either a naturopathic doctor or a functional medicine doctor. So we can yeah. really get to the root cause of that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So elderberry syrup, what else are must-haves and things that you do for Aviva? Great. So uh, the other thing I love having around is a product called Berry Well Immune Support. This is another one I talk about in my ebook and my medicine kit, and I call these general immune remedies. The way I teach this is that, again, there are so many plant medicines, right? And there's so many great natural remedies. So I, I, I try to help moms categorize them. So when I, when I talk about a general immune remedy, it means that it doesn't matter if your child has an earache, a tummy ache, a sore throat, or a fever. It's a general immune boosting remedy. So it's like an easy go-to to just boost the immune system so that it can help fight this infection. Berry Well Immune is a, a powder product. It's a berry flavor. It has astragalus, which is a great herb to also increase your white blood cells. So it's like ready to fight the bad guys. It's also considered an immune modulator, which is such an, an amazing term that we use when we talk about herbal medicine is that if the, if the immune system is overstimulated, it actually helps to decrease the immune activity. If the immune system is understimulated, it helps to increase immune activity. It just kind of works for whatever the body needs. And so that's a really powerful type of plant medicine. There's also a, a, a plant material called arabinogalactans. This is a certain type of plant constituent that also really helps specifically the gut immune cells. And so you know, I'm sure you've learned on Dr. Lowe's show that the gut, right, is such a key player in our immune system. We have between 70 to 80% of our immune system just lining, just the gut lining. So we want to keep our guts as healthy as possible. And then this product also happens to have some elderberry in it as well. So it's just a really nice combination. And I bring up elderberry syrup and Berry Well Immune because I also think these are really safe to take daily to prevent illness, not only just to treat illness, but also to prevent. And so this could be taken either seasonally during like cold and flu season, which is usually November to April. So it's a big time frame, but this is safe to take every day. Um, you can do them together or you could do them separate. I like having the options between a syrup and a powder because one day your kid who loves elderberry syrup decides to say, no, thank you. And you're like, no problem. I have now a powder and we can right. make this powder into a popsicle. <laughs> right? You, you want options as moms just to go with it. So those I would just say is a huge highlight of two of the things I just always have around. Yeah. No matter what, just so I feel well equipped, and moms can totally master using these two things. And she you know, loves fish oil too, right? I've seen her like grunt oh for goodness. it like an animal. <laughs> it's like it's actually a problem. I don't. 
I don't know where she's getting this from because I taste it's it. It's from the row. It's from all the row yeah, she's had. Right? I mean, it's, it is like a problem to the point where like, I, I almost like don't want to give her <laughs> omega-3 rich foods because it's like, I know she just loves her fish oil and she's going to take a dose. In fact, my husband and I have to communicate like, did you already give her her fish oil? Because you know she's going to ask for it later on and I don't want to double up, right? It's kind of a crazy thing. That's and so I, you know, funny. I think a lot of that is because she also just doesn't have a lot of sweets around. So these, right. you know, a lot of these children's products, they, they do sweeten with xylitol or stevia or the vegetable glycerin. I mean, they still need to get it into the kids and kids like um, the sweet tasting foods. And so really her medicines are like her candy and it's actually it's cool. awesome. I mean, I love it. I think it's really fun. I think for the parents who have a little bit of a difficult time getting their kids to, to like the medicines, either one, you may just have a brand that is not that good. So please reach out to me on Instagram. It's like one of my favorite things to do is share my favorite products. Cause I've just done so much research and, and I really want parents to give their kids good quality supplements. I think it's just yeah. so well worth the money and the time to do the research. But the second thing is your kid may be just consuming too much sugar. And if that's the case, their, their taste buds are they may not like these natural remedies because they're used to a different type of sweet taste. And so I've got some workarounds around that and what we can do. And luckily we have so many options, but that's just a, a nice key to kind of keep in mind is thinking, ah, oh, they're not liking this medicine. I wonder if they're having too much sugar in their diet and just something to consider. Yeah, for sure. So vaccines is something we could do a whole show on. And actually I'll put it in the show notes. I did, I did a show with Dr. Bob. Um, yeah, yes, Dr. Bob it was so good. So yeah. good. Oh my gosh. And um, how do you navigate this with, with your kiddos and your moms? Your so kids? yes, this can easily be an entire episode. Um, I'm going to give you kind of my short and sweet version. I have a whole video um, presentation on this and it's a two and a half hour presentation. So you can tell wow. I have a lot of information on it. That's so awesome. Before I go into what I do, I just want to acknowledge that this is a very complex and controversial topic, and it was one in which I personally felt very overwhelmed when I was pregnant with Aviva. And I felt that, man, with all my education and with all my passion for pediatrics, if I was feeling overwhelmed making these decisions as far as, do I vaccinate? Do I not? What's my schedule? What do I do? If I were feeling overwhelmed, hundreds of thousands of moms and parents yeah. are feeling that same overwhelmed feeling. And it, it, it made me feel sad. It made me feel like, oh my goodness, these parents, one of their first parenting decisions that they have to make during pregnancy so that they're prepared for their first shots, their first shots start right at birth when the baby comes out. They're already feeling overwhelmed and disempowered because of the enormous amount of information out there. And this is not how I want moms to start their motherhood journey is already feeling overwhelmed. Right. No so kidding. what I did was I took, I mean, hundreds of hours is almost an understatement. I mean, I just, I immerse myself in research and extracurricular webinars and courses. And I hired experts in the field to teach me to like really get clear. And so I, I condensed all of that information into this 25 page handout that I, I organized very clearly to present to my patients. And I started doing vaccine consults and I, I got so busy doing vaccine consults and man, it was some of the most rewarding work that I do. And still today I do them all the time. Although I've now packaged it into a video presentation and I, I offer the, the online, uh, the handout because I am teaching a lot of the same material, but my goal with patients is the following. 
I want them to know exactly what their child's risk factor of getting the disease. And each disease has its own different risk factors. Each family has their own different risk factors. And I evaluate that based on the family and based on where they're living, how many siblings they have in the house, if they're breastfeeding or not, if they're secondhand smoke. I mean, the list goes on. And I compare that risk of exposure to the disease to the risk of a possible adverse reaction that they may get from having the vaccine administered. And that is really diving into the family history. I'm looking at, are there autoimmune diseases in the family? Are there anaphylactic um, allergies in the family? Are there autism or even like a vaccine injury from a sibling or a, a parent? Or, you know, I'm going into great detail to really try to figure out what's the susceptibility of this child to the potential of an adverse reaction? Because there's truly risk in both ways. And this is why it's such a challenging choice is there are risks in not doing vaccines and there are risks in giving vaccines. And so this right. is why I'm so passionate about, I'm not anti-vaccine and I'm not the pro-vaccine CDC schedule. I, I, I live in the realm of I am all about looking at an individual child, assessing based on their family and their situation, what is the best plan for that child. And I want parents, both of them, you know, both of them have to agree on this, to feel really empowered by the end of our session so they know exactly what they're doing. And it's just a night and day difference. They walk in feeling fear and overwhelm and stress, and they walk out feeling like, okay, they got this. And yeah. that's what I'm really committed to for all parents. Mm -hmm. Have you done any vaccines for Aviva? So we are on a delayed schedule. So we're on a very unique schedule just based on her needs and based on her risk factors. And so it's, it would be too long of a story for me to kind of go through exactly which ones and what I'm doing. But again, I wanted to stress, I'm not anti-vaccine, but yeah. I'm also just very much pro choice for individuals and to really be educated because I don't want parents to just do all the vaccines just because, but right. I also don't want parents to not do any vaccines just because, right? There needs to be a good amount of education behind each choice and each vaccine. And mm -hmm. so, you know, my husband and I have done a lot of that research and a lot of that time to kind of figure that out. And also every kid's going to be different. You know, my second child's going to have different risk factors than Aviva because right. Aviva can now bring home different infections. And so, you know, looking at all of these different situations is just a very important part of what I like to do because that's about empowering the patients to really have a good choice at the end of the day. Yes. So you have put so much time, so much energy into your course, Med School for Moms. So you guys definitely check it out, medschoolformoms.com. And I'm so excited to take this course. Like I can't wait. I'll be doing it on my maternity leave, I'm sure. And so you have, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you have 21 videos. They range from seven minutes to an hour because it's either solo videos or interviews that you do with other experts. You also have a vaccine bonus as well, right? So tell us, kind of fill in the gaps of, of that, but it sounds amazing. Great. Yeah. So I don't want to overwhelm moms with so many videos, but I did my best to try to keep it so condensed, but it's essentially med school for moms is designed with three different phases in mind. I'm, as you could tell, I'm really into helping empower moms, right? To feel confident 
and calm really when their kid is sick. And so there's a whole section on mindset. What is the mindset of a doctor mom? What does she, what does she do in the, in the presence of fear? Because fear emerges when our kids get sick. And so we really have to get a good grasp on our emotions when our kids get sick in order to learn how to use the tools and to really master medicine. So the first phase of how I teach is about mindset. The second part of it is teaching you all about medicines. And so I go into the conventional medicines, the alternative aids, and the necessary nutrition. So back to that can triangle that I teach and when and why, how, and how like to safely use these therapies. Okay. I make it as straightforward and easy as possible for you guys to really get and then the mastery phase of it is where I invited seven pediatric integrative medical doctors all over the country to, I'm sorry, I should say medical doctors, they're naturopathic doctors, um, to help me teach you how to truly master each condition. So we go through fevers, for example, and we bust all the myths that all moms come into our office with about fevers. I mean, if you would imagine, you can actually have a fever up to 108 degrees without causing any brain damage. Like wow. things like this, we don't even realize, but we learned it in medical school, but all moms should know this, right? So we teach you when it's time to go visit a doctor, exactly what signs and symptoms you're looking for. If you're going to go see the doctor, what to expect? So you just have an idea of what to expect and what questions to ask. Because to me, a doctor mom is one who's very proactive with their doctor. They're engaged in the treatment plan. So you want to be proactive and talk to your doctor. Then we go over some of our favorite natural medicines. We teach you what the conventional medicines are. What are the solutions to the side effects? Because there could be some side effects, but there's a time and a place. And then we really do help encourage you to really feel calm, competent, and, and um, calm, confident. Confident. Confident, yes. <laughs> you. Being a doctor mom. And so that's really the whole goal. Now with Med School for Moms, I just decided to let you guys pick and choose. If you just want to learn all about the medicines, you can just choose that, that module. If you want to learn about the mindset part, go choose that. If you just want the interviews, you know, so you get to choose how you want to take the course. I really just wanted to leave it up to you. We all learn differently. But if you do decide to buy the complete bundle, I do then give my bonus vaccine consult, which is that two-hour presentation and my 25-page handout, mostly because... If you're committed to the bundle package, you're clearly committed as a doctor mom, right, to really master these skills. And I want you to also be able to master the vaccine decision-making process. So I don't know how long I'm going to have that bonus offer for. You know, I, again, I'm updating my vaccine information all the time. This was done late 2018, that presentation. Right now I do sell it um, separately, but it's going to just be a free bonus um, to the, that bundle package. And I'm so excited. Uh, Dr. Lowe is offering 15% off the course if you just use this promo code, Dr. Lowe. So D-R-L-O. And I'm so happy to offer that to you guys. I honestly love sales. I want every mom to have this for free, but I worked so freaking hard on this program. I'm kind of <laughs> nuts. So I'm just so glad. I want every mom to have this. It's just, it's the, it's like a crash course in our pediatrics, right? I just gave you all the best of the best stuff. Well, there's nothing, I've never heard of anything else that's like this. So it's, it's, um, it's very much needed. That's for sure. Thanks. Well, like I said to you in the beginning, I try talking myself out of this. I, I just don't have the time and it has been a huge project, but it is. I, I just, I see the need. I'm, I just, I don't want moms to worry like they are. I want them to know when to worry and I want them to really know that they got this because 
they have so much intuition in them. And if we could just help them tap into that, plus understand the knowledge, man, there's such great examples for their kids and their kids can really respect that. You know, it's really neat to be calm when your kid is sick because then you could be the best version of you yes, for them. Exactly. And the most. I love when you try to talk yourself out of amazing things. Like with your Ugh. clinic, you're like, I don't want to do this. And now it's like crazy booming. And then it's like with the med school for moms, you're, I already know it's going to be just like a smashing success because you Thanks. are obsessed with excellence of what you put yeah. into everything you do. So that's, that's why you try to talk yourself out. Cause you're like, Oh crap, this is going to take up my life. You know, it's so true. It's <laughs> kind of like the medicine kit. They like I got so many sales, which is great, but I was like, oh my God, I can't keep up with this. Like it's a yeah. good problem. And I really, yeah, it's important to me that they get shipped out and everything is in the right, you know, containers and everything like that. So I do tend to gravitate towards things that I really feel like there's a need out there. I mean, I'm really committed to making a difference for these kids. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what I'm passionate about. And it really starts with the mom, right? And we make a lot of the choices. And so you know, to see uh, the next generation of kids just be healthier and preventing all of this like over medication and chronic disease. That is what I'm really, really fired up about. Yes. Amen, girl. Thanks. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence, your expertise and all the hard work you do. And can't wait for our little boys to be homies. Yes. And I can't wait to help you and navigate, you know, your little, your little man. So if you ever have questions, you know, where to, where to find me. Yes. All right, girl. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and thank you again. And we'll talk real soon. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.